okay so there's 10 offers on this property okay great well that's exactly what the buyers did not want oh man another multiple offer bidding war how the hell are we gonna win My name is Philippe Hyduke. I'm the host, your host for the Duke Pod, and we are back and ready to rock. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year coming up. I'm recording this on the 7th of December. And when I reflect about real estate the last two years since the pandemic started, is that it's basically been a seller's market, a hot market, a bidding war market, if you will, the whole two years. And to be honest, even if you go back for quite a number of years, it's been a seller's market more often than not, which means that people have been fighting tooth and nail to get a house most of the time, uh, especially the last year and a half. It's been really hard. Uh, every single house has multiple offers. So what I decided to do since I haven't done an episode here for a few weeks is that I'm going to talk about what are the best strategies to win one of these multiple offers. Let's face it, whether you're going to be looking for a home uh, sometime next year, there's a very good chance, depending on what type of home you're looking for and what your budget, if your budget is $5 million plus, then yes, maybe you won't have competition, but every house is selling in the market, which means that even if there's no multiple offer, then therefore timing is everything. Because if you see the house before someone else, and uh, you put an offer and that person wanted to see it in two days but you get the house then that's not really relevant so what we're talking about is we're talking about multiple offers and putting in an offer on a house that has other offers on it so how to win that so when i think of multiple offers i think of four main ideas that are going to help you guys decide because it's basically your decision in some capacity how much you want this house right because ultimately it will come down to price but there's going to be certain things that happen during the offer uh, and the showing process that's going to determine whether you really want this place or whether it's within your reach a number of things right because it could just go way over your budget you don't have a chance and you just got to move on to the next one which is kind of going to be one of the tips here so the four tips i'm going to go or i'm going to talk about is what to think about when you go and see the home Two is the deposit amount that you're going to give with the offer. Three is pleasing the agent. This is mainly going to be from your real estate agent, so someone like me, and how they interact with the listing agent. So a few tips there. And then finally, do your own research. I will sprinkle in the last one, which is leave your emotions at the door. Why I say that, let's start with this one first, is... When you put an offer in a house and there's multiple offers, let's say there's 10 offers, and even last week I put an offer in a house, you, last week, yeah, end of November, early December, 35 offers on a house in Stony Creek in a Hamilton area. It's a little lucrative sometimes. It's not gonna be like that every time, but what I'm saying is that if there's 30 offers on a house, that means only one offer is gonna be the winner. That means you have a 3% chance, 3.33% chance of being that person. So the chances are so low, you should never ever get emotionally invested in a house under multiple offers, under competition, because you are very likely to get your heart broken and it's gonna be a very deflating process. So first thing, leave your emotions at the door. You like the house, done your research, 
blah, blah, blah. You've done all the other things. I'm going to tell you what to do. And then you're going to say, okay, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, I'm going to move on the next day, the next hour and start looking for new homes. Okay. That's the only way you're going to come out of this on top. So remember, that's the most important thing to think about from a mindset point of view, considering how important mental health is these days. Okay. Let's start with number two, which is basically what to do when you go to the home. Whenever you go and you see a home uh, and you say, yes, this is the house. I, I love this house. Okay. I want you to think about three things. Number one is, do I want to go and see the house again? That's a very kind of common sense thing. Maybe you want to show your parents, uh, you know, family, friends, whatever, go again. Okay. Or you're not sure, sleep on it, wait for the next day. If the opportunity presents itself. Most of the time in this market, houses are on the market for about five to seven days and they take offers after five or seven days, 95% of the time. So if you go see the house within the first three, four days, you'll have another opportunity to see it the next day or a couple days later. So you have time to sleep on it and think about it. Um, the other two things you got to think about is, can I afford to buy this house? Assuming you went and you saw the listing price and you said, yes, that looks good. What I need you to do now is take the MLS paper, send it to your mortgage rep or your bank. So a PDF of it or um, so they, they can look through all the information. Remember that these bank reps have to take your all your documents the document the mls listing and they have to take it to an underwriter and they have to the underwriter has to check off all the boxes these are the people that basically process the loans they're the people that do all the checks and boxes and they're going to say have a quick chat with them hopefully they just call them up and say hey i saved the information on this house client wants to buy it are they good to go under their circumstances and she'll say yes second thing is home inspection does the house need a home inspection if it's a very old house and you don't want to take a lot of responsibility for fixing it up, then the only way you're going to be granted a home inspection, because you're, again, you're under, you're going to be under multiple representation. You're going to be under multiple offers is at the time that you're putting in the offer, the only offer that will win is one without conditions. So if you feel you need a home inspection, there's no way you're going to be willing to bend over backwards. Uh, even if it's a few thousand dollars of repair, so yes, that is a lot of money, but if you think you're getting a good deal, you got to do your research. We'll talk about that in a bit, but the, the person that wins the house will have no conditions, uh, and half of the offers will be without conditions because everyone's been down this rodeo. They know what to do. Uh, the sellers expect a clean, no condition offer, a lot of money, a big deposit, and they'll take the best offer. Okay, they'll have a litter of, you know, I talked about that house with 35 offers. For sure, you know, there probably were three to five of those offers were very, very good. And uh, they all were firm offers, no conditions, high deposits, the whole shebang, right? You got to make it sound like really, really good for the sellers to consider your offer, um, which, you know, as a buyer, it does suck. But hopefully, all I can give you is advice is one day the tables will turn, right? You buy a house now under the competition, maybe five years later, you decide you want to change houses, you want to upgrade, whatever, and then you'll have multiple offers when you go to sell. Now, going back to the topic, if you want a home inspection, ask the listing agent if they'll allow a quick walkthrough with a home inspector, call them ahead of time, take them as a showing. Hopefully they do. Now, 
this doesn't mean that if you find something, the homeowners will remedy it for you or they'll take your offer in, in a more considerate way. They may, but they're not gonna remedy anything. It's just for you for peace of mind. So if the home inspector finds $1,000 of repairs, then you know you're gonna be taking the house as is, but it only has more or less $1,000 worth of uh, fixes and stuff like that, right? So you can't do a home inspection unless you do it before, and sometimes they won't allow it. So maybe you can bring like a contractor or a friend, or uh, maybe your realtor is really good at picking out things and giving you a rough idea. At the end of the day, I think what most people understand is I bought homes without home inspections before too. There, there always will be some surprises down the road, but uh, the immediate things that you need to do are gonna be probably minimal. And eventually over the years, the houses here in Canada have appreciated so much that you're gonna be laughing at even the idea of being worried about $1,000 of repairs over the time. Most home inspectors will find about $500 to $1,000 worth of random repairs. It could be loose faucets, blah, 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 this kind of stuff. And you can just fix it yourself. You can hire a handyman. You can look up YouTube. Like, you know, you could spend a Friday with your wife and just fix a bunch of stuff. Um, I say Friday because we have kids and that sometimes I do laundry on Fridays. <laughs> and whatever, you know, those are the times that we have, you know, for extra random stuff around the house. And so be it, right? So remember these things, okay? If you don't, if you feel you could, you you are good to go financially, you send it to the bank, you do or don't need a home inspection, that's up to you, but you need to go firm at the time of the offer. So you're doing those things just ahead of time. Second thing, or third thing at this point is your deposit. If the house is a million dollars, you're going to want to give roughly $50,000 deposit. Sometimes they suggest more or less, but my suggestion to you is having at a minimum a 5% deposit or aka a strong deposit is very good for to improve your chances to win the offer and it's mostly a psychological thing for the sellers just to see that you put a strong down payment towards the house in terms of a deposit which is given to the listing broker's office and their trust account until the time of closing then dispersed but what it definitely means is that you're going to close the deal in good faith the higher deposit, the better the seller is willing to be happy. And if you're gonna put 20% down on a million dollar house anyways, or more, you know that means you need at least 200,000, so just give them 50,000 if they accept it. So the tip here is minimum 5% deposit. Okay, the next one is pleasing the agent. I'll give you guys a few uh, quick stories here. Uh, I did an offer a couple months ago for a client who was looking for an investment. And when I called the agent, the agent said, yes, we have two offers. You know, I have, you always do, you always call the agent and try to just chat with them because generally the agents will give off more information than they want to. And sometimes you'll get lucky and you ask them a few questions and they, you, they really give away what the situation is at the house, what the, what the sellers are expecting, maybe uh, what more or less the other offers are, whether they have conditions or no conditions. Um, you know, you want to check on the exact closing date that the people want. Uh, this is a multiple offer situation. So you're basically giving them everything you can, right? Otherwise, they'll just disregard you. It is what it is, okay? Whether you like it or don't like it. So you got to give them the closing date or you got to find out what range they're willing to accept so you can pick the favorite one for you. 
But this isn't a situation where you're going to walk away with a whole bunch of stuff that you want. You're probably going to have to just be okay with whatever the sellers want. Or it's just not going to work for you, right? Maybe you just walk away. So give at least a 5%. Sorry, we're talking about um, pleasing the agent. So I called an agent and she was telling me how busy her day is, how many appointments she has. And this has nothing really that much to do about the house. But by listening to her speak, okay, I called her and she's telling me for like three to five minutes about her day and how busy she is and how great of a person she is. And all I can say is, yes, absolutely. You are a very great real estate agent. You're so busy. Look at you, right? You got to play to the strengths of the agent. If the agent wants to get down to business, get down to business, maybe make a couple jokes. If they are telling you very personable stuff, you know, try to be a friend, try to be uh, somewhat on the ear on their shoulders and they will like you more. Okay. Now, if the agent gives you instructions about what kind of closing they want, what kind of deposit, blah, 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 uh, you can clarify that with them, but also try to give that what they're asking for because they will be very thankful. They will want to have uh, the easiest sale for them uh, if you just follow the instructions, right? A lot of times other agents don't read the notes the agent's giving them. They maybe they email them at the time of the offer or they're on the MLS paper and then the agents are complaining that the listing agents complain that they don't listen. So therefore, they're not going to really cheer for them. They're not going to try to push for those offers to go through. So you want to be as nice as possible to that agent. Never argue with them. Always tell them they're the best. Okay. This is also a good opportunity to impress the agent with your client. So you can ask them, hey, I, I won't have a chance to uh, introduce you to the clients. There's going to be many offers today but I'd like to just tell you a quick minute about them. Okay. I'll tell you why this is important. Uh, you can tell them a little bit about the best parts about your clients. Okay. Most of the part is just tell real things, right? They've been married, they have two kids, um, and, uh, they're looking for the first house, whatever the situation is. Now I'm going to give you guys a quick tip, which is going to go to basically the last point, basically. I always present the nicest part about my clients, no matter what, even if they're buying their fifth property for investment. I never say that. I just say, hey, they're looking for this house. They've been looking for a while. They have a family of three, you know, uh, they would love to place to call home. And not all of that is a lie. I'm not necessarily lying. I'm just saying is that I think they're a good fit for the house. And I'm not saying about investments. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of the people that we work with are family. So you have to highlight that they have kids, they have special things. Maybe their kids have a birthday coming up. Um, you got to figure all that out and add that. Tell the listing agent about that if you can. And then when you submit the offer, so this goes to the last point is actually, I guess the second last point is when you submit the offer, always put a picture of the family if it is a family. If it's like a couple, if it's just a single person, I mean, maybe it's up to you. You can decide. Um, but because offers are often online these days because of the pandemic, especially if, if your clients are family related or if you of the sellers are family related and let's say your client's a single male, just put a picture of his mom, dad, uncle, like everyone and send it to them like the most professional photo you can they can give you and say, this is the clients like they'd love to own this house and just make it personable. And I will tell you that every time I've won a multiple offer because we submitted a picture of the family, 
that picture was a home run. In fact, one of the clients I uh, had done that for last year, the, when the family moved into that new home that they won in multiple offers, the previous owners left the picture over the fireplace, uh, the same one that we submitted. And for sure, that's that family's favorite picture because it got them an amazing house. That is way more expensive, way more valuable right now than it was a year ago even when they moved in. But that's another point. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to tell you guys is that, um, which really should be one of the first things, but at the end of the day, uh, it's you kind of have to do this all within a few days. Uh, it's all it's all possible, especially if you've been looking at homes and putting in offers. You get to know exactly what the correct values are of homes. Sometimes somebody will bid you, and you just even they'll go over what you thought the house value was, and it is what it is, right? But the last point is do your research. This mainly comes down to me as a realtor. A client sees a house and they say, okay, I like the house. Um, let's put an offer. And uh, one of the things that you have to understand in this market is that because of the pandemic, uh, clients in general want to sell as fast as possible, but for as much money as possible. So most realtors will underlist a house. So if the house is worth, let's go back to the million dollar range. If the house is worth a million, they'll list it for 899 900 or 900,000 or 925 and they'll basically guarantee multiple offers because they've dropped the price 100,000 from where it should sell and then you'll end up seeing that it sold for a million 50 or something and then it'll say oh it sold for 150,000 over asking no the reality is is that was the market value of the house is a million dollars <coughs> and someone just outbid it by a little bit um, but this happens in the market all the time right because if someone outbid, if someone ended up buying the house for a million fifty, the next house on the street that's going to be exactly the same or in the neighborhood is going to sell for a million seventy-five. Because the the people are going to do the research, they're going to say, "Oh, that house sold for a million fifty, so we need to be at least there." And because it's multiple offers, you just got to go even higher. Otherwise, some of the other people are going to be doing the exact same thing. So when I mean do your research do a proper cma comparative market analysis see what all the homes are selling for see what the values are uh, what the recent sales are and the most important is you have to when you look at a house and it says the listing price you know i know most of the time the sellers are expecting a much different number a much higher number so when you do your research and you say okay yes it's not nine hundred thousand, it's going to be going for million fifty for example then you have to tell the clients, okay, you know, it's probably going to go a million fifty. You okay with that? Yes, yes. Okay, let's pursue. Let's do all the other things. Let's try to figure out how we can get this house for you with a good deposit. Uh, we'll please the agent. We'll say nice things. We'll get a nice family photo. You'll talk to your bank. You'll send them the MLS paper. Make sure you're fully approved so that we can go firm. And then if you're content with not going with a home inspector and just taking the house as is, Remember, all the appliances should still be in good working order as part of the contract before closing. So we're just talking about like, uh, you know, just parts of the house. Like for example, you know the furnace, fur if the fridge breaks down before closing a week before, one of the clauses we always add is all the appliances in good working orders. So a week before you can go back before closing, you see the fridge is broken. If we don't catch it, that's a problem, but we're meant to go back and test out all the appliances before closing, just before closing and then they still have to fix it so once you have all those things you can win a house okay and then my advice to you guys is winning a house multiple offers is very hard 
and it may be time consuming, but everyone can win eventually. You have to stick to your budget for sure, um, but it will be very frustrating. It will take a while. Uh, you may hate it. Even us as realtors, we don't like it. Nope. Yeah, sure. I like selling a house with a bunch of offers on it. Easy job. Uh, and you know, it seems easy or it's easier for sure than having a house that, you know, used to sit on the market for two months back in the old seller days. Um, or sorry, uh, buyer's market. But there's a lot of work that goes behind it to make it like that. In saying that, um, just keep putting offers, guys. Keep doing your research. Uh, you'll become very knowledgeable in the market when you go through this process. And one day, an offer will come up basically what happens i would say a lot of the times is you know the buyers i represent the buyers we lose badly on two or three homes in a row and maybe the fourth house comes around or the fifth house and we're very competitive with our offer we've done all these steps all these pointers and now we're in a position to win and because we submitted all these nice things the agent calls us back and says look uh you're just a few thousand dollars shy of the best offer we like your offer because of all these things that you've done. We like the family photo. We like all these pictures. Your deposit is high. No conditions, our closing date. So if you can just bump up your offer by X amount, you'll get the house. Now, you're, that's not an ethical thing. I'm not telling you guys that that happens all the time or anything like that. What I'm saying is that it could happen and it does happen sometimes. And that is what we call a lucky break, right? In the end, you can decide as a buyer, you decide your own fate. If I call you and I say, hey, look guys, they told us we can win the house if you put an extra 10K, then you can decide if you're happy with that. If you are, boom, put it down, we get you the house, we follow the steps, you say, hey, Philippe, thanks for advising us. We just got the house of our dreams or we got an investment or man, this, this, this location's amazing, I'm so, so happy. And that's the way it's supposed to be. So follow these tips in 2022 and down the road to get the house that you really want remember if it's going to be over your budget don't go for it just change your strategy okay but that that conversation's for another day have a great day guys